it's funny. I had multiple girls say, you know, um, yeah, I'm down for doing an interview, but you know, I'm not a smoker <laughs> because the name of the podcast is called the Smokers Lounge. STO. STO stands for Smoke is Over. But my podcast is not a cannabis podcast or a podcast for smokers. The point of Smoke is Over is for me to give you something to think about. I got returned from my man, Bumpy Johnson in Hootens. When he sat down, and he talked to uh, his rival. And said, yo, I need you to smoke this old for a minute. And that's why I came up with this idol. Plus, it doesn't hurt that I'm a smoker. Um, by the way, this is episode 100. And when you're hearing this, it will be the 100th episode. Um, I'm not doing the advertisements. <laughs> I'm not even doing the intro. Because this is the 100th episode. I'm not going to have a smoke buddy on this episode. This is all about me because I'm celebrating the fact that I've made it to 100 episodes. I sat there and heard so many podcasters talk about Podfade. They, after a while, become tired and disencouraged and disenfranchised and quit podcasting. Some of these fuckers don't even make it 10 or 20 episodes. I made it 100. And I'm proud of that. On top of that, the growth that this podcast has achieved from going from in December because my pod beam went down and I didn't have the money to pay it and I wanted to keep the podcast going. So I got a profile anchor after looking up what's apps are good to record with. Then when I saw, and at the time didn't know how to transfer the feed or the or, or knew everything about Anchor per se. You know. I decided to do the Smokers Lounge, which is an extension of the Smokers Over Podcast, where I pick two topics and I go in deep. Everything that happens has been organic. Everything that happened happened on its own and then I just went with it. So today, like I always say at the end of my show, life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience you ain't learning anything? What have I learned in the hundred episodes that I have done with the Smokers Lounge? But we're gonna talk about it from the beginning to the end. So in celebration, I'm going to talk. We're going to enjoy this moment of a hundred episodes. So welcome to the hundred episode of the STO Smoking Lounge. I'm your host, Kevin Arles of the Champ. So where shall I begin? Well, let's begin at the beginning. As you know, I'm a retired adult film star. Independent adult film star. Because I never made the Hollywood, nor did I ever wanted to. 
And be it that the twilight of my career was coming, meaning that it was coming to a close. I'm the kind of person I want to stay active. I, I just don't want to retire and I have nothing to transition to. I have nothing to chase. So, other than the music, I decided to do podcasting. Inspired by watching many of the podcasters, such as Joe Buttons, Jim Cornette, Lovely T, Mandy B, I can go down the list. Because it's a running joke, but it's true. I do talk to myself. So I talk to myself, I can talk to y'all. And I started on Podme. The podcast with somebody that had a joke was variety. You know? I played music. I did social and cultural topics. And then I transitioned to the Smokers Lounge. And what's interesting with the Smokers Lounge was I really started to gain a lot of traction with it. Now, I understand I wasn't doing porn at first. I wasn't doing any really porn topics. I mean, I did discuss why I retired and all that good stuff. And I did a porn topic here and there. But what I noticed was that my higher downloaded stuff was anything where I discussed adult film. Because apparently people wanted to know about adult film, not how much we fuck and how much a girl suck and how much pussy I eat or it, the freaky shit or what have you. No, they wanted to know the porn business. Because a lot of people was listening more to when I talk about the porn business than when I talk about anything else. It's crazy that the last era of the porn star did more downloads than Christianity versus Christianity and white privilege. Crazy how a Smoke Buddy episode did better than homosexuality versus religion. Smoke that over. People tell me you need to learn to read the room. And what the room was saying is that y'all wanted to hear more about porn. The interviews, let's make this clear, that was organic. I don't, I hate people. I don't like talking to people. I mean, honestly, I'm a, I'm a complete loner. Even at my job, I hate when people come to the back to smoke a cigarette because you're interrupting my, my space. Taking away me being a loner. My first interview was Bonnie Blaze. She the one that hit me up. And I said, well, since you're going to come to town, we like to do an interview. And we did an interview. And it was crazy. At first, I didn't even put it on the Smokers Lounge. It was just going to be on Patreon. And then I put it on Smokers Lounge. He did numbers. So I started reaching out to different talent to see who would be interested in doing interviews. And look where we at today. I have interviews going all the way to next year. I'm talking about I'm in fucking my I'm in April with interviews. Smoke by the episodes. All that. I learned pre-recording is way better and easier. And yes, I like doing audio. I really don't care if I ever do video podcasting. The reason why, because one is more of a headache, 
Two, that means I got to actually get dressed up and look cute for these fuckers because I don't feel like doing half the time because I'm just getting off of fucking work from working my ass off in a rest home shoveling shitty uh, linen to wash and washing people's personals, which I totally despise. So to me, I have an upgraded video and I'm not in a hurry to do it. I mean, I look at many other people who do audio. They do just as good as the people that do the video podcast. I don't see Jim Cornette doing a video podcast and damn be doing better numbers than some of these fuckers that are doing video. I'm doing better numbers than the motherfuckers that y'all see. I'm doing better numbers than shit respect the blackout. And they got video. I'm on radio. They still sitting here trying to get find girls that got them busted open for their show. Shots out to them. The point being is sometimes you got to know your lane and sometimes know what you're good at and what you're best at. Because that's the first thing I learned. That yes, this is not easy. Talking can be tiring. Then you got to promote it. Then you got to edit it. Thank God I found headline. Way easier to edit your clips on that shit than to do it through anything else. Way easier. And I can put it on YouTube. I had to learn how to put my stuff on YouTube. Certain links you can't put up or, you know what I'm saying, or, or do or things you can't do. The analytics and all that crap. I'm not even worried. That's a, that's made everybody didn't want to do video part because I know the only place I can really put it up is YouTube, and I don't feel like going through every two minutes my shit getting flagged because of some bullshit. I deal with that when it comes to Facebook and and Twitter and Instagram. That's why I don't have an Instagram. But yet, despite the fact of me being flagged, despite the fact of my stuff being suspended for thirty days, yet I have been able. To basically close in on 2,000 downloads, 100 episodes, and growth. Growth. See, the one thing that I learned walking into this, there's no money in podcasting unless you're a major celebrity and you're getting sponsorships. Unless you are really doing 1,000 downloads. Per episode. Because you're not getting paid for the streams. You're getting paid for downloads. See, that's the thing they don't tell you. It's the downloads that get you paid when you monetize. It's not the streaming. Actuality, no one knows how many people is really listening to your podcast because the only thing that they count is when they downloaded. So I look at it like this. If I got 25 downloads, and let's say 10 people listened and one out of every 10 downloaded, that's 250 people listening. Might be more than that. So we don't even know the real number of who really listening. So your judgment is based off a of download. I knew that I can't look at numbers because I'm not a celebrity. I'm not Joe Button. I've been doing this for years. I don't have cachet outside the porn business like that. I'm not a major celebrity, of course, and and I don't live in a major metropolitan area. So I had to figure out 
okay, if it's not numbers I got to look at, then what can I look at to make me feel like I'm getting somewhere? Growth. Growth sometimes trumps numbers. Because sometimes numbers cannot express or even uh, show your reach. Think about this for a second. Less than a year, I am now on a radio station where my show is being heard every Monday. I have interviewed some of the top talent, black, white, BBW, and everything else in the business. Actually, to be honest with you, some of the girls that I actually interviewed was girls that I wanted to work with in the business, down and hit up in the business. And trust me, if I was a male talent, they wouldn't give me the time of day, let alone wouldn't even let me smell the pussy, let alone get close to it. Like Danica Denali. Danica Denali would have never shot with me as a male talent. Why? Not because I'm not a good male talent, because I am not the popular guy. Because I am not one of the top guys that all the girls want to break their neck and fuck. And that's just being honest. Because a lot of you girls, y'all pick y'all male talent based off of their popularity. Not based off of their skill. Not based off if they can give you what you need. Scene-wise, I saw, I saw Sicily suck butts. She was fucking Don Prince. Oh my God, it just looked so good. So I would like to shoot with him. Yeah, that's how many, most of y'all girls pick For the most part. I'm not saying Dan, Danica Denali does that. I'm not saying that. But a lot of y'all girls do pick your male talents that way. Based off of how bad you want to fuck them. I didn't heard I didn't heard that conversation too many times. But the point being is, is that some of these girls would have never gave me the time of day. But because I have a platform and they get the opportunity to speak their mind, speak their peace, speak their business, and sound like real business women, they were willing to get on my platform. But let me hit them up as a male talent. My DM would have been crickets. Not many girls I didn't hit up. It's funny how I done found five girls that I can shoot with now that I'm retired, but I couldn't find goddamn one when my ass was in the industry and was trying to find a girl in North Carolina to work with. I done found two. I done found more of girls that want to shoot with me. Even a couple of them, they willing to travel here for the video podcast. Not to film a porn for the video podcast and do a photo shoot. But funny how I couldn't find these motherfuckers when I was doing porn. When I was sitting here screaming, I need a girl to shoot. I need newer content. Couldn't find a damn soul. When I saw this podcast, I'm sitting here touching and talking to girls that, yeah, I would have never talked to if I was a male talent. Sometimes it's funny, a change of career within a career does wonders for your career. Who would have thunk it? Lenny Craven, I wouldn't have met her. The it, damn sure wouldn't have shot with her because she wouldn't have given me the time of day. I'm not, I'm not a major male talent. I don't travel like that. So podcasting to me has been therapy. Podcasting has been the thing that kept me sane. The reason why, because what else I got? Outside of my family, what I got? Got a shitty ass job. I'm done with chasing girls for adult film and do shoots. 
I'm not in a financial predicament to pay a male talent and a female talent. So I chose podcasting to pursue. Now, knowing that there's not much money in it, knowing that I don't have any cachet, what's the benefits of me doing this? Simple. Why the fuck you think I tell you about my allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star? Because guess which links is up there? Beside my music and social media, all my porn links, my mini vids, X hamster, what else? X videos, clips for sale, all that. The point is to introduce my porn to a new audience in the form of a media medium that's not even porn. Because there's a bunch of you podcasters, excuse me, podcast listeners who watch porn. So if you hear my podcast, you'd be talking about porn. Guess what? Wait, let me go check him out. He's like, he know what the fuck he doing. Psychology. Psychological. That's the kicker. Has it worked? Fuck yeah. My money has increased. Checks have gotten fatter. And the whole purpose of why I even did the scenes that I did and did the work that I did in porn was to make it to where I could make money in my sleep. And guess what, people? I wake up, I see sales. When I wake up, the first of the month for me is better than a motherfucker that gets a welfare check. I'm dancing. I'm not the only person in this industry that, that feels the same way. What else did I learn? That everybody don't want to talk about and really don't try to talk about the ugly part of the business. And I'm not talking about the the cashy cows, the dirty. Nah, nah, nah. The money. The numbers on OnlyFans, they don't mean shit to fans. Only, only a way for you girls to flex and brag to other bitches. To mislead women to get into the business thinking that they're going to make the same money as you. Not realizing that the work you're putting in to get that money. Not realizing that, yeah, you made that that month, but the next month, you didn't post shit. You didn't post your earnings the next month. You want to know why you didn't post your earnings next month? Because you didn't make shit the next month. No one wants to talk about the up and downs. What I learned is everybody ain't making money like you think. Everybody has their struggle in this business. And that there are people in this business that still treat this business as a career and treat it professionally. And that there's no blueprint to how to make money with this. I don't, when I talk about the solo curated content creators, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying that I don't care for you. Because you motherfuckers make it look easy to get into business. You misrepresent my damn business with you playing with your fucking pussy for 50 videos. And the next chick think that's all I got to do is get into my business that I love. And then you come in with your little weak-ass videos 
with your dirty ass room and your goddamn bonnets. You don't even have the decency to go buy multiple dildos so you can give us a different dildo person at least. Then you want to post how much you make for that one good month that you make it. You want to lie to everybody and say that you at the top 6% when you ain't seen the top 6% in almost a year. So you can flex on this other girl who is looking at your shit and saying, well, what's so special about her? I can do the same thing. And she come in doing the same bullshit as you, moneying up my business. Let's make that clear. I have no issue. If it makes dollars, it makes sense. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to make dollars, God damn it, do it right so you can make the most dollars. We also learned that many of you girls that are fetish girls, y'all eventually come to the light and suck a dick on camera. Because majority of all the girls that I talked to started in fetish. And guess what they're doing now? Boy, girl. Including one that I just recently interviewed who do mostly scat and piss videos. Funny how she done graduated to fucking her man on camera. She may not fuck another male talent, but she's doing boy girl. What I learned is that I know this fucking business more than the motherfuckers that run it. You can't bullshit me. I know how this game works. I know you fuckers ain't making money like that. Jimmy Smack ain't seen a million since that first time he got it. And have you heard from Jimmy Smack since? No, because ain't nobody buying that six-minute crap that he's putting out. People still want professional-looking porn. People want a storyline. People want to see good porn. And people are starting to get tired of this amateur OnlyFans bullshit. How I know? Another thing I learned. Why y'all do the free? You want to know why y'all do the free OnlyFans? Because you ain't making no goddamn money. So the only way you can attract these fuckers to your OnlyFans is by doing it for free. You'll never see me offer a goddamn thing for free. My ex videos ain't for free. You want to know why? Because they can watch it for free, but I get paid from it. See, my whole purpose is to give knowledge to you dumb fucks coming into this game. To smarten you up. So I ain't got to sit and look at garbage ass solo videos on my tweet all goddamn day. Cell phone videos where I can barely see you and her or anything that y'all doing. I want, I talk about the ugly side of the business so you can understand that this business is not black and white. This business is not easy. It's a purpose and a method to the madness. The problem is that y'all don't see the method because y'all too stuck on hearing people talk about OnlyFans and they rap. Every girl on Instagram got one. Every girl on Facebook got one. If you're an influencer, you got an OnlyFans. But then they the first ones that want to talk shit about the sex workers. But the reason why you make them all of your OnlyFans because of sex workers, because they the ones that brought attention to OnlyFans in the first place. So if anything, well, I suggest some of you celebrities send your favorite sex worker a Christmas present. And two, once again, I still say I hate the term sex worker. 
And what we learned is that there are people who still consider themselves as porn stars and they feel the same way as me. We hate that term sex workers. Why? Because we are porn stars. Some of us are porn stars who just so happen to escort. Some of us are porn stars, period. We make porn. We don't make sex tapes. Porn stars do more than just solos. That's porn girl shit. Oh, excuse me. The new term now, only fan girl shit. Because majority of only fan girls, that's what they do. I taught you what's going on with OnlyFans. I showed you how to make money with OnlyFans by talking to these girls. So anybody want to learn the game, I just gave you a podcast that you can sit here and come listen to to learn the game and learn how to move. Even to being a male talent, contacting a female talent, how you supposed to do that? Because some of you dumb fuckers don't know how to do it. Instead of sending a dick pic, why don't you send a a link to your site. Why don't you send her three pics? Face pic, full body pic, full body pic with your dick hard and a picture of your dick. Now nah, y'all fucking just send a dick pic and say, let's shoot. And then wonder why nobody would shoot with your monkey ass. I got sick and tired of guys coming to me asking me how do I get in the business? Well, guess what? Niggas, I am giving y'all the blueprint. All you got to do is listen to podcasts. The male talents tell you. The female talents, the male talents all said the same thing. Totality. Step as a professional. Treat it as a professional and you will attract professional talent. You step these girls as an amateur, you ain't going to get nothing but bullshit ass content from a girl that ain't going to make you a dime. Because she ain't hardly got to follow See, I gave the perspective of someone that's been in the business for decades. I gave the perspective of someone that just got in the business a month ago. My job is to smarten you up. When I got into music, I learned that behind the scenes, I knew what a record label contract looked like. And when I did, I said I would never sign one. I read the book, What You Need to Know About the Music Business. Offered by Kashif. And there was another book, the white version, which you should know about the record business. I know about management. I know about all this shit. Motherfucker, I know business like the back of my goddamn hand. So when I speak, when I give knowledge, bitch is gold. It's gold. It's money. Because I make money. I make money and I'm retired. My shit's still selling. Can't hear y'all say that. I ain't got to make another fucking scene for the rest of my life and I will still get five to six checks a goddamn month. Y'all motherfuckers got to film every goddamn day to see one check. I'm sitting here giving you the game on the planet. All you got to do is listen to podcasts. I give you legends such as Sean Don. Mr. Mysterious, Danica Denali, new legends such as Liddy Craven, Princess Happy, Marie Daly, male talents such as Armistrix, Samaj, Shoot Her, photographers such as, you know what I'm saying, 
Jay Burke. I give you the perspective in every which way you can. These other podcasts don't do that. You know what they do? They do games. They swallow bananas and dildos. And they talk about fucking and sucking. They don't tell you how to make money in this business. They don't tell you the truth about the business. They just want to make it a joke. Because the truth is too ugly. No one wants to look at the truth. No one wants to admit that last month I barely cleared $100. You won't admit that. But let your ass get 10K. You'll tweet that all over the fucking goddamn Twitterverse. Because everybody want to look like they're somebody. No one wants to admit their faults. No one wants to admit their shortcomings. No one wants to admit their failures. Let me be the first to tell you. Sometimes I don't feel like doing the interview. Last week, I was on vacation. I was dog tired because I was doing four interviews a day, seven days a goddamn week on my vacation to build up my podcast. Because once I saw the success of it, once I saw the growth of it, it made me want to do it more. I'm not, I sat there and listened to all these pod videos, tell you about podcasts and all that, right? Talking about, yeah, you should do a season and do, what the fuck I'm going to do? What? This ain't TV, bitch. It's podcasting. It don't stop. I take a break when I feel like it. I don't need to do a season finale to take me a break for two weeks. I just take a break for two weeks. Actually, I can take a break for two weeks now because I got so much shit recorded, I don't have to record shit else. I'm trying to stay ahead. I don't see how y'all motherfuckers can do this shit recording one every damn week. I figured out instead of me doing shit based off current events, I'm able to take an episode which I did early this year and guess what? Promote it as if it's a new episode. You want to know why? Because it's relevant to the day. Because I, I wasn't talking about anything that happened back then. I was talking about porn business. I sit back and watch how people promote their shit. I promote my shit better than them. I it, Let me explain it to you. If Joe Button didn't have the celebrityism, I probably might well outdo this nigga because I know I promote way heavier than he do. Online anyway. In one year, 100 episodes, I'm close to 2,000 downloads, I have a radio, st I'm on a radio station. It, I can't wait to see what happens for the next hundred. I have smoke buddies. You know, I'm humbled. I am grateful to the fans, to people that listen. You know, I didn't think people want to hear me talk. Not for no fucking hour, let alone 30 minutes. But it's funny, I done achieved more in a short time than I did in porn and even music. And that's with me in music being putting magazines and opening up for the top artists. I have never been figured into a radio station. Think about this. I am on a radio station. Not only my music on a radio station, my podcast on a radio station. That is sponsored by AVNs, XBs, Naked News, and God, what else? 
How many podcasts can say they're on a radio station? I don't know too many. Why did I toot my horn on that? Because that's growth that I did not expect to happen. I didn't expect to be on a radio station. Fuck it, I didn't even expect to be interviewing female and male talent. Because once again, I don't like people. I hate people. I don't like to talk to people. But yet, look how many interviews I got. We wear the mask. So we can hide our pain to show the world our happiness. Yeah, this business is tiring. Running a business is tiring. Man, you just don't know how tired I'd be. Oh, add into working out of five on top of that. So I got to promote music, porn, podcast, and working out of five. And take care of home. I have a busy slate. It's funny that I actually got girls that are like, maybe you need to come out of retirement. We should shoot together. <laughs> Once again, where the fuck was this with my ass in the business? It's funny. Jim Cornette is right. How can we miss you if you won't leave? Now y'all fuckers miss me that I done left the game. But guess what? I'm not coming back. Don't get it twisted. I miss you. I really do. I miss making new content. I miss... Chasing and, and finding girls to work with and creating content that can make us money. Helping them become a major name in the business. Making great content. Coming up with different ideas for scenes and photo shoots. Yeah, I miss it. But when I made that decision to step away from that part of the game, funny how the podcast thing opened up more. Think about it. I always, I go, I, I always live my life through flow, through fate. I live it up to the gods. I ask myself, I said, God, they said, yeah, what you want, Bob? I said, am I on the right path? He said, fucker. How many girls you didn't interview in the past two months? I said, eh, about about 20. How many of them you would hit up if you were still in the business, which you would even talk to, let alone shop with? I said, probably less than half. You got your answer, my son. The more I trench myself in this, the more I grew. And the less I was at peace with being retired. Because once again, I am gaining more with this podcast than I did with my own part with, with my own fucking porn career. Because half you bitches didn't want to shoot with me. Because I wasn't Don Prince, because I wasn't with Team VP. Because I live in North Carolina and not New York or Florida or LA. Because y'all bitches don't want to come to Raleigh Durham because half y'all bitches escort and y'all think there ain't no money in this bitch. Keep thinking that so my wife can continue making money. So please don't come to Raleigh so my wife continue to make money be the queen bee down here. Y'all keep taking your ass to Charlotte and miss out on this money here. Keep taking your ass to New York where you're just a diamond amongst diamonds 
Instead of coming to Raleigh where you might be a diamond amongst the rough and make a killing. Nah, keep doing what you're doing. Because thank you, y'all not coming to Raleigh Durham <laughs> with my wife killing the game. See? Two with podcasts, I'm not as stressed. Like, for example, I've had two girls do no call, no shows. Yeah, I'm going to say what? Lolly Dame. This motherfucker hit me up and said, yeah, I'm down for doing it. I'm down for doing it. Then when it comes to buzz to do it, I don't hear from him. But yet she want to fucking send me a DM asking me to retweet one of her fucking goddamn, one of her motherfucking tweets or one of her scenes. Go fuck yourself, bitch. But see, while I was in porn, I had to get that out because I really wanted to say that. But when I was in porn, I would have took that personal. It would have fucked my head up. It would have made me mad. It would have put me in depression. She wasn't the only one. Jada Bands did the same thing too. But I didn't take it personal. You want to know why? Because one, I'm asking y'all to do it for free. And two, damn, you can't talk. I'm not asking you to do video. You're just talking on the phone. But if you don't want to do my podcast, that's fine. Because the greatest revenge is success. Because if my podcast and when my podcast become blows up or become big or become major and it gets to the point where you ain't shit in this business let you come talk to me. Would I be wrong if I tell them to go fuck themselves with a goddamn disease dildo? Yeah, I would be wrong. That wouldn't be nice. I still interview them because I'm about business. I'm about business. But make this clear. I'm not chasing nobody for no interview. I'm not going to run behind you for no fucking interview. Because there are too many other motherfuckers that will actually go on my podcast. And I got 12 to 15 smoke buddies that I can do episodes with. And I got enough interviews. So if you missed out because you want to be an idiot, hey, I ain't mad at you. That's you. But don't come crawling around with shit popping. Talking about, can I get on your show? I want to be at, you know, had that bitch kiss my ass and suck a fart out of it. Period. Because at the end of the day, I'm in a lane that nobody else is in. And I noticed that. Who's doing it the way that I'm doing it? Nobody. All you poor podcast motherfuckers, y'all doing some other shit. Y'all ain't talking about the business. Y'all don't want me to interview the talent. Y'all interview the top talent, the top of it. Y'all don't interview the middle people. Them the people you need to talk to. Because them the ones that got to really grind. The ones at the top ain't got to grind for so much because hell, everything being handed to them. They got agents. They got people that can find them work. They got PR and all that. Y'all talk to them. I'll continue to talk to the people in my level who don't have an agent. But yet get more shoots than some of you bitches that do got an agent. Smoke that over. 
You got this agent that's Hollywood, but yet my girl Princess Habit doing more shoots than your motherfucking skinny ass. Yeah. Smoke that over. See, podcast has been fulfilling for me. Because it showed me that I could do something outside of porn. It showed me that I could do something other than fucking on camera. It showed me that I got a better business mind than any of you fuckers will ever give me credit for. Because even I didn't think that I would make it this far. I didn't think I'd be this successful. Trust me, I'm more shocked than anybody. But I love it. Because I know some of you motherfuckers didn't think, oh, Bob doing the podcast. Oh, Big Country doing the podcast. Oh, he just doing everything else. But then y'all start seeing the girls I was interviewing. I interviewed Carolyn Jules. I didn't even realize how big of a name she was. And this fucker's an author. Bestseller on my show. Stuff that in your ass, King Dior. The fuck you doing? Not shit. I'm making a difference in this business while you thinking about it. My platform is not only showing racism in this business, it's also showing motherfuckers how to conduct business. What the fuck you doing, Mr. King New York? Yeah, you know I'm going to get on your bitch ass. Mr. Warren, report me and block me. Nigga, I'm going to eat you every time I think about you, nigga. I'm going to eat you up for breakfast because you a piece of shit, red bone, wannabe, dom, bitch-ass male talent, period. And I'll say it in your fucking face, nigga. I'm making a difference in this business. I'm bringing light to this business. I'm helping motherfuckers learn to make money. What the fuck you doing? What the fuck any of you motherfuckers doing? Not shit. But bitch ain't complaining. Y'all want to make all these little, what is it, these guilds and BIPOC and all this shit, right? But what are you really doing for the business other than taking up space? My platform allows male talents to speak their truth. Female talents to speak their business acumen. That's more than any of you fuckers are doing. All these other podcasts, they go get the only fan girls, the ones that don't know business. They don't even, they even think it 10 years, five years. They barely take thinking two days down the line. And then you want to ask them business acrimate questions. That's like asking a person that never seen the inside of a car, how do you start a car? They can't tell you if they never, they never turned the key, bitch. I go get the girls they would never get. You want to know why they want to get them? Because they go get a Sarah J. Sarah J would make them look stupid because Sarah J be like, well, motherfucker, I got more of a fan base than you. Uh, I have a podcast. I have a YouTube. I have my own company, which I hire talent. I also got some investments. I'm also a sponsor. I'm also the sponsorships. And advertisement. I'm an influencer and spokesperson. You won't talk to Sarah J, but you'll talk to Miss B Nasty, who is basically more concerned about motherfucking trying to get her nails done than she is about the future. That's what my platform is for. 
my podcast is for. To shine light and talk about the shit that ain't sexy that y'all fuckers don't want to talk about. Y'all want to talk about boundaries. You don't want to talk about how difficult a real porn shoot is. Y'all want to talk about how many times somebody flaked on you. How many times you question yourself in the business? Should I stay in it? No. None of y'all want to talk about that shit. But I make the girls talk about it. Because that's what the people need to hear. And that's what the people want to hear. They're tired of hearing that okie dokie, fabricated Hollywood bullshit that y'all motherfuckers been feeding them for decades. They want to hear the real. That's why I said, one of my taglines is, motherfucker, I don't want the smoke, bitch. I bring the smoke. I bring the smoke. Yes, I done called girls out who was doing fetish and swore up and down. They ain't gonna never do boy girl. That ass done went to pump a pass and suck the dick now. Now she's doing nothing but boy girl. Putting up, putting up tweets saying, looking for male talent in Vegas. Cause I tell you the truth. I don't bullshit you. I don't sugarcoat a goddamn thing. I tell you the real. Anybody that's going to do that, they're going to give you the okie doke, the bullshit. The Mr. Bojangles, as we like to say in Bull City. The song and dance. Yeah, they want to ask you. They want to ask Shorty, you know, you know, you know, how many dicks did you suck? How many dudes can you fucking tonight? You know why I ask them? What's your top selling scene? Which option are OnlyFans make you the most money and you use the most? I even asked the girl, how do you pick the deal though that you want to use for a scene? Have you heard any of these questions on any other podcasts? No, you haven't. No, no, you, you haven't. Because the interviewer don't give a shit about that. He's more concerned about that, that that girl wearing the little skirt. He want to see some pussy being busted open. See, it's not that I'm calling out these podcasts because, see, no, actually, I am calling you podcasts. You wonder why I call you podcasts? Because you make my fellow porn stars and sex workers look like fucking idiots, and they're not. You make my fellow sex workers, since we want you to term sex workers, because some of the motherfuckers they pull on there are not porn stars. Let's make that clear. They're not porn stars. They're porn girls. Because them same seven girls that he had, that Fresh and Fit be having on their shit, next year, their OnlyFans is gone, and they out the business. Because that money ain't flowing like it used to. Because... That fan base done found another chick that's doing way more than your motherfucking ass and offering cheaper. I explained to you why it's not a good idea to do discounts all year long. Because you're trading your fucking traffic and your fans that I'm a cheap bitch and you ain't got to pay much to see me. Actually, you can see me for free. You ain't even got the motherfucking pay to rebuild. Shots out to Coco Fatty for that. Coco Puff Fatty. She said it best. Train your fans. 
Some of y'all fuckers can't even train your man, let alone train fans. Ooh, did I say that I hurt the feelings? I hope I did. I ain't apologize for a goddamn thing. And some of you fuckers want to go tell King Dior, tell him if he wants to come on the show and we debate, I will gladly enjoy that episode. Because I'm sorry, I'm a dog. And how the fuck you gonna sit here and bitch and moan about a dude calling himself the king of spades? Any black dharma know that he's basically saying he's a slave for black women. And you mad about that? Get the fuck out of here. Red bone niggas. I swear to God, y'all the most sister motherfuckers. Shouts out to my dark skinned male talents. Samaj. Motherfucking Rome Major. Sean Don, You don't hear these motherfuckers bitching because they nigga want to bitch, but your little red bone ass. Who was on horrible decision and had Mandy B sucking your cock off the whole time you were on the show. Okay, New York, I swear to God, I just wish you would stick your dick in my ass because you're just so wonderful and you're red bone. Because I don't like dark skinned men, I like red bones. You're so sexy, Mr. King New York. I didn't hear no other male talent, bitch. Actually, they graduated, nigga. But the whack ass Dom, won't they have a problem? Ignorance really pissed me off. Especially if it's a black man. I can understand why people be ignorant. You know, but 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 brother, come on, bro. Also, what you learned from my podcast is that we have families. We have husbands and wives. We have kids. We have jobs. I'm so sick and tired of you. how I'm going to be able to get a job if I do porn. I can't get a job if I, can't, if I do porn. I can't get a job. You know how many motherfuckers working 9 to 5 to doing porn right now? Shut the fuck up with that bullshit. I'm here to kill misconceptions, people. I'm here to show you that the people in my business are brilliant, are smart. Business savvy. Because you can't make money in this business if you're not. You can't. If you don't pay attention to numbers, you're not going to make money. How many OnlyFans girls really pay attention to numbers? And when they do, it's too late. They done drop from, from, from 10K a month to $200 a month. Oh, and that's with a free OnlyFans. That you done did all goddamn year. Thinking that you being smart because the motherfuckers going to pay the pay-per-view. Get the fuck out of here. I'm giving you people the blueprint. I'm telling you people what you need to do. I'm showing you what you need to do. It's on you to do it. I can lead a horse to water, but motherfucker, you got to be thirsty enough to drink it. Because to me, this business is a business that helped me feed my family, helped me take care of my kids. So I'm not going to let you shit on my business. Call me Jim Cornetta Porn. You goddamn right. I hate some of you motherfuckers. Because some of you motherfuckers is shitting on my business like some of these rascals is shitting on his business. 
Y'all make it seem so easy. You make it seem, I'm sorry. Nobody should be speaking of Miss B. Nash in the same breath as you would Missy Stone. Different levels. Miss B. Nasty can't even hold that. She can't even carry that motherfucker's goddamn tampon into the bedroom. Let alone even do half the shit she do. But y'all look up to Miss B. Nasty like she's pinky. And she ain't nothing but the average bitch that just got lucky only fans. Like the rest of me, y'all. I respect the porn stars. I don't respect the porn girls. Let's make that clear. I respect the girls that do this at a high level. I don't respect you goddamn sex tape motherfuckers. I respect the motherfuckers that evolve. I don't care if you do solo. At least you evolved to doing cosplay. At least you went and got a fuck machine. At least you got an assortment of fucking toys. Some of these dumb bitches use the same toy for a hundred episodes in the same room, same spot, and then wonder why they ain't making money. But then some of y'all got smart and figured, well, I film my webcam show and make a content. Well, let me tell you what's funny. If y'all had listened to my homegirl, Sweetheart Mia, she takes what her fans tell her to do on their webcam and she films it while she's doing it. Meaning she's actually using creativity, you dumb fucks. Something that y'all don't do. Male talents, we're teaching y'all how to be better male talents. Listen to the chicks. They're telling you what you need to say to get them in the sack for a shoot. They're telling you. Successful male talents are telling you how to be successful. Once again, I'm giving you the blueprint. It's on you to use it. Basically, the told is simply this. This is a profession. This is a career. This is not a means to an end. This is not a side hustle. Because it's too much money you can make from this. What I want to see is more professionalism. The amateurs has forced the pros to shoot like the amateurs. It's time for the pros to take back the game. You already see how these, another thing you learned about, how these platforms are right now going to get the sex workers, making it harder for us to put our content up there. Even the grandfather mall, Cliff Cassell, is now contemplating doing the same bullshit. Which means that now porn stars are going to have to rise because you want to know why we got to go get our own Standalone sites to Model Central or Elevator X or what have you. You're going to start seeing top porn stars start using those those platforms less. And those platforms going to lose money. And if you think a platform don't disappear, Rude.com. No longer here. X2. No longer here. Smoke that over. A site can disappear. We even told you why you need to have multiple platforms. 
even broke down to you. Wow, OnlyFans booting you, buff fucking sex workers off slowly but surely. I am the urban voice of the porn culture, motherfuckers. I'm the baddest man in porn. Not because of being a male talent, because of this podcast. Because I'm giving my platform to the talents. For them to shine. Period. That is what my platform is for. That is what Smoke This Over, the Smokers Lounge podcast is about. To give you something to smoke over. To give you something to think about. Give you something to think to look over. Maybe even change your opinion or something. Now, of course, I'm going to do, I try to do more diverse topics. But as you know, when I talk to these girls, they always end up back with the porn. I will be starting to do, because I have fans hit me up and say, we're going to start doing more episodes when you're by yourself. We love hearing you rant and talk shit and, and the nods you get by yourself. You will see a couple episodes where I'll be doing that. This is one of them. A hundred episodes, people. A hundred. And I'm looking for a hundred more. My goal now to be the top podcast in the porn industry. That's my goal. Now, whether they're going to make me rich or not, it ain't even about that because, once again, I'm not expecting to make a shit on money podcast. Let's just be honest. And if I do, it's going to take me a while to get there. But this is a marathon, not a sprint. And I got a lifetime. Because it's always it's like this. It don't matter when it hits, as long as it hits. It can hit when I'm 60. I'm going to enjoy it. I enjoy doing this podcast. I love doing this podcast. I love my fans. I love my listeners. I love the growth that I have. And I'm not worried about the numbers but so much because it's going to be a while before I really do outstanding numbers. And I'm fine with that. I rather bubble quietly, then blow, then to blow up and then fizz out later. How many podcasts can say they're on radio? And we're not talking about celebrity. No. Regular dude has a podcast and is on a radio station. May not be the biggest radio station, but it's on a radio station nonetheless. I take that as a win. It feels good to be able to have an episode with Lily Craven and call her my radio mate. It's going to be fun doing the phone sex thing for her show. I hope she really don't think I'm going to jerk off while doing the phone sex. No, I, I, no, no, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> well, I might do that for a, you know, solo video. That would be kind of hot. But no, no, I would never do that. I actually got a cousin I got a damn do, and that which is funny as fuck because however you hear a man say you got to do a custom. I learned a lot from these hundred episodes. About myself, 
about the podcast business, about the porn business, about the people that's in the porn business. I'd like to thank my wife who has supported me through all this. My daughter, Liani, who sometimes and many times make me look at things in a different light. I may not say it at that moment, but believe it or not, I do. They have been the biggest rock to me when it comes to this podcast because they encourage me. They give me topics. They give me ideas, things to talk about, things I ain't think about. Sometimes what makes a great podcast the people that are not on the podcast and around you they help feed your ideas for your podcast. That's just as important as the people that's on the podcast with you. I, I, I want to say thank you to Lily Craven who helped me introduce me to K97 and got me on that radio, helped me get on that radio station by speaking highly of me. I want to say thank you to all of my smoke buddies, too many of you fuckers to name, for taking time out of your schedule to co-host this wonderful podcast with me. And I want to say thank you to everyone that I interviewed for giving me the time to interview you and you tell your story on my podcast. I also want to say thank you to the Rise Girls. I'm talking about Sylvia Taser for allowing my podcast to be ground zero for the rollout for their movie. That ain't going to be on the podcast, but you're going to hear this shit first on mine. And thank you to God who put in me to say, I'm going to do a podcast. Because I would have never thought to do a podcast. Originally, I, I, when I originally thought the idea was going, it was going to be a wrestling podcast, but I never got around to it. I didn't have the balls for it. Then the pandemic hit. Shoots won't falling through. Was falling through. I'll give me the press. It's like, damn, what the fuck? Then I start podcasting. Then I started a Patreon. The Patreon, I got, I'm not going to say how many patrons I got. It's, I got me a nice chunk. It's doing, it pretty doing this. Hey, I can see, I can cash out the bitch twice already. Everything is growing and it's growing at the pace it needs to. I don't need to grow fast. I don't need to, to blow up quick. I don't need to go viral. Damn it. it. Hold on for a second. I got to just take a look at this. Thanks to Taser, Sylvia Taser, she turned me on to Clapper. I got more followers on Clapper than I am following. Believe it or not, <laughs> y'all check me out on Clapper. Yes, it is the... The equivalent to TikTok is the competition to TikTok. And to me, I actually like it fucking better. Because you can say what the fuck you want. They ain't going to boot your ass off. And right now, let me see. Where am I at? I am at. I'm about to tell you right now. Some drinking, huh? I am at 135 followers. And I only been up there four days. And three and only following three people. And have well, let's just say a lot of views on my videos. Even when my views got a got a thousand and one point three K views. And it was the one that I did for one of my songs. 
And I plan to do more on Clapper. I got to figure it out more. You know, it's it's been a wild ride, man. Wild ride. It's funny when I looked and saw when is my one year anniversary. I, I was like, well, yeah, where is my one year anniversary? Technically, podcast wise, it's in October. Yep, in October. Funny the birthday month. Of my wife and uh, as well as my youngest daughter uh, biological daughter Bonner is also the month believe it or not in October that I actually started my porn career 15 years ago as a male talent and funny the same month was the month when I started my career as a podcaster Think about that. As a podcast. With the Smoke This Over podcast on Podbean. Now, I no longer do the Smoke This Over podcast because the Smokers Lounge basically took it over and grabbed it by the throat and threw it in the trash can. Because apparently, y'all people love hearing me for an hour. Y'all want to hear me for two. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to listen to one person for two hours, man. That's why I try to put music in there and all that. But seriously, I want to say thank everyone that had a hand in me getting to 100 episodes. They had a hand in me achieving what I achieved. And we're not done. We're just getting started. We ain't even at the tip of the iceberg, dude. We just, dude, we ain't even got one quarter of the way of the iceberg. We still got a long way to go. So with that being said, people, if you're listening right now, you need to go to Patreon, go ahead and get yourself become a patron. Five dollars, ten dollars, twenty-five. You get to hear early access to the interviews before they're released here. And so some of you people can understand some of these interviews are not going to be released until 2021, people. So if you want to hear it in 2020, I suggest you become a patron. Excuse me. If you want to hear it in 2021, sorry, it's not going to be released 2022. Yeah, that shows you how much I've been busy. I'm losing it years, not days. If you want to hear it in 2021, you got to go to Patreon. Because some, like I said again, the interviews that are right now up on Patreon, they're not coming out to next year and deep into next year. So if you want to hear some of these people, also, the Smoke This Over podcast, that's for all the Patreons, no matter what level you is. I'm going to plan to do some more rant episodes and more porn tales with different talent. And like I said, when you hear this, this is episode 100. It's the only episode that I'm going to actually mark is 100. Is the happy the only one? Because I don't never keep up with the numbers. Because why? I, I don't want to keep up with the fucking numbers. Because my pockets ain't about the numbers. It's about the growth. 
growth is the key. Someone asked that on one of my Twitter pages. They said, what's, if, what's the one thing you would tell a new podcaster? What's the best advice you'll give them? I said, don't look at the numbers, look at your growth. Because if you look at your numbers, you're going to feel disappointed. Look at your growth and look at your reach. And if you have grown a lot within, let's say, 10 or, 10 or 15 episodes, you know it's an increase in your downloads, that means that your podcast is growing and they start to listen. When I started, won't nobody listen on Apple Podcasts. Now I got people listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. I didn't even know that the podcast was on Podbean out this bitch. Now we got these communities such as Good Pod and what's the other one? Uh, Pod Chasers. The podcast community is evolving, slowly but surely, and we're evolving with it. So I'm not going to hold y'all much longer because I, I I don't like talking no more than fucking two hours. This is not the Smokey's Old Podcast, <laughs> which is the flagship is done, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, it will, it will not come back. I thought about bringing it back, but uh, the Smokey's Lounge said you don't need it. If you want to do a Smoke This Over podcast episode, we can do it on the lounge. <laughs> also, check me out on YouTube. Check me out on XBS TV. Yeah. I just was able to name my YouTube channel, which is crazy. So I finally was able to name it. Give it a name. Little small milestones, man. Sometimes it's the small things that count. Sometimes, if you have enough small wins, it equals to that big win. Not always about the big bang. Sometimes it's about the small explosions. So with that being said, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Episode 100. 100 episodes. Now in the books. Smoke that over.